Welcome to Quantum Magazine Science Podcast. Each week, we bring you stories about developments in science and mathematics. This week, gravitational waves from black hole collisions are shaking up astrophysics. At a talk in Santa Barbara, California in August, Selma Demink cut to the chase. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Good. How did they form? All the astrophysicists in the audience knew they meant two massive black holes. More than a billion years ago, in a remote corner of the cosmos, the black holes spiraled together and merged. Gravitational waves rippled outward. A year ago, they swept past Earth and were picked up by the Laser Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory, or LIGO. LIGO's discovery proved Albert Einstein's 1916 prediction that gravitational waves exist. By tuning into these tiny tremors in space-time, LIGO reveals the invisible activity of black holes for the first time. It promises to open a new window on the universe. Some say it'll be as important as when Galileo first pointed a telescope at the sky. The new gravitational wave data has already shaken up the field of astrophysics. In response, a few dozen experts spent two weeks in August sorting through the implications at the Kavli Institute for Theoretical Physics, or KITP, in Santa Barbara. Demink, an assistant professor at the University of Amsterdam, started the discussion. She explained that of the two confirmed black hole mergers LIGO has detected, the first and biggest event, called the GW150914, presents the greatest mystery. LIGO was expected to spot pairs of black holes weighing around 10 times the mass of the sun, but these weighed about 30 solar masses apiece. Right, so they're there, massive black holes, much more massive than we uh, thought they were, at least from the black holes that we saw in our own galaxy. At least some around 30 solar masses. We have seen things up to about 10-ish, some arrow bars above that, but uh, they're questionable whether they're real, so... uh, How did they form? The mystery, she explained, has two parts. First, how did the black holes get so massive? Stars, some of which collapse to form black holes, usually blow off most of their mass before they die. Second, how did the black holes get so close to each other, close enough to merge within the lifetime of the universe? Deming says these two things are sort of mutually exclusive. A pair of stars that are born huge and close together will normally mingle and then merge before ever collapsing into black holes. That means they fail to produce detectable gravitational waves. Matteo Cantillo, an astrophysicist at KITP, says figuring out the story behind GW150914 challenges all our understanding. Experts must retrace the steps from the moment of the black hole merger back through the death, life, and birth of a pair of stars. This sequence involves a lot of unresolved astrophysics. Elliot Quatert, a professor of astronomy at UC Berkeley, says this process will reinvigorate old questions about our understanding of stars. To understand LIGO's data, scientists will need to know when and why stars go supernova, how their composition, mass, and rotation affect their evolution, and more. The work has just started, but LIGO's first few detections have already pushed two theories of binary black hole formation to the forefront. 
Over the two-week workshop, a rivalry heated up between the new chemically homogeneous model for the formation of black hole binaries and the classic common envelope model. Both theories might be true somewhere in the cosmos, but probably only one of them is responsible for the majority of black hole mergers. Daniel Holes of the University of Chicago and a common envelope supporter says in science, there's usually only one dominant process for anything. The story of GW 150914 almost certainly starts with massive stars. There are stars that are at least eight times as heavy as the sun. Although they're rare, they play a big role in galaxies. Massive stars are the ones that explode as supernovas, spewing matter into space to be recycled as new stars. Only their cores collapse into black holes and neutron stars, which drive phenomena like gamma-ray bursts, pulsars, and X-ray binaries. In 2012, Domingue and collaborators showed that most known massive stars live in binary systems. As she put it, binary massive stars dance and kiss and suck each other's hydrogen fuel like vampires, depending on the circumstances. But which circumstances lead them to turn into black holes and collide? The conventional common envelope story goes like this. A pair of massive stars form in a wide orbit. As the first star runs out of fuel in its core, its outer layers of hydrogen puff up into a red supergiant. Much of this hydrogen gas gets sucked away vampire style by the second star and the core of the first star eventually collapses into a black hole. The interaction draws the pair closer. So when the second star puffs up into a supergiant, it swallows both of them in a common envelope. The two sink ever closer as they move through the hydrogen gas. Eventually, the envelope is lost to space. The core of the second star, like the first, collapses into a black hole, and the two black holes are close enough to someday merge. Because the stars lose so much mass, this model should produce pairs of black holes on the lighter side, about 10 solar masses each. LIGO's second signal is a home run for the model. It came from the merger of 8 and 14 solar mass black holes. But some experts say that the first event, GW150914, is a stretch. Holes and co-authors argue that common envelopes can theoretically produce mergers of 30 solar mass black holes. This could happen if the parent stars weigh around 90 solar masses and contain almost no metal. Such heavy binary systems are likely to be relatively rare in the universe, so some doubt whether LIGO would have observed such an outlier so soon. In Santa Barbara, scientists agreed that if LIGO detects many very heavy mergers relative to lighter ones, the case for the common envelope theory will weaken. Even now, there's an opening for new ideas. In 2014, Domingue and Ilya Mandil, an astrophysicist at the University of Birmingham and a LIGO member, realized that a type of binary star system she'd been studying might be just the ticket to forming massive binary black holes. The chemically homogeneous model begins with a pair of massive stars. They rotate around each other so rapidly and close together that they become tidally locked like tango dancers. In a tango, Domingue says the dancers are extremely close, so their bodies face each other all the time. This means they're spinning around each other as well as spinning around their own axes. This spinning stirs the stars, making them hot and homogeneous all the way through. And this might allow the stars to undergo fusion through their whole interiors rather than just their cores until they use up all their fuel. 
Because the stars never expand, they don't intermingle or shed mass. Instead, each collapses entirely under its own weight into a massive black hole. The black holes dance for a few billion years, gradually spiraling closer and closer until, in a split second, they merge. Domingue and Mandel argued for the chemically homogeneous model in a paper posted online in January. Another paper proposing the same idea appeared days later, when LIGO announced the detection of GW150914 in February. The chemically homogeneous theory stepped into the spotlight. Domingue says what she was discussing seemed like a pretty crazy story right up to the moment when it very nicely made black holes of the right mass. But aside from some provisional evidence, the existence of stirred stars is unproven, and some experts question the model's efficacy. Simulation suggests that the chemically homogeneous model struggles to explain smaller black hole binaries. Worse still, there's doubt as to how well the theory really accounts for GW150914, which is supposed to be its main success story. Hull says it's a very elegant, compelling model, but the problem is that it doesn't seem to fully work. LIGO's gravitational wave signals show whether the colliding black holes were spinning as well as their masses. At first, researchers paid less attention to the spin measurement. This was in part because gravitational waves only register spin if black holes are spinning around the same axes around which they orbit each other. This says nothing about spin in other directions. But researchers at the Institute for Advanced Study and the Hebrew University of Jerusalem made an argument in a May paper. They said that the kind of spin that LIGO measures is exactly the kind black holes would be expected to have if they formed via the chemically homogeneous channel. And yet, the 30 solar mass black holes in GW150914 were measured to have very low spin, if any. This seemed to contradict the chemically homogeneous Tango scenario. Sterl Finney, a professor of astrophysics at Caltech, prompted the Santa Barbara group one afternoon by asking, is spin a problem for the chemically homogeneous channel? After some debate, the scientists agree that the answer was yes. However, only days later, Demink and a few others found a possible way out for the theory. Cantillo, one of the KITP astrophysicists, has made progress in studying stellar magnetic fields. He realized that the tangoing stars in the chemically homogeneous channel are basically spinning balls of charge that would have powerful magnetic fields. These magnetic fields are likely to cause the star's outer layers to stream into strong poles. In the same way that a spinning figure skater slows down when she extends her arms, these poles would act like brakes, gradually reducing the star's spin. The scientists have been working to see if their simulations support this picture. Quatert, the UC Berkeley astronomy professor, called the idea plausible but perhaps a little weaselly. This autumn promises to be eventful, with LIGO coming back online to detect more gravitational waves with higher sensitivity. And on the last day of the program, the scientists signed Finney's declaration. It's a list of concrete statements about what their various theories predict. The document, drafted by Finney, starts, Though all models for black hole binaries may be created equal, except those inferior ones proposed by our competitors, we hope that observational data will soon make them decidedly unequal. 
An underdog theory of black hole binary formation could possibly gain support as data pile up. For instance, there's the idea that binaries form through interactions inside dense star-forming regions called globular clusters. LIGO's first run suggested that black hole mergers are more common than this model predicts, but perhaps the experiment just got lucky last time and the estimated merger rate will drop. A group of cosmologists also recently theorized that GW150914 might have come from the merger of primordial black holes. These were never stars to begin with, but rather formed shortly after the Big Bang from the collapse of energetic patches of space-time. These same cosmologists argued in another paper that such 30 solar mass primordial black holes could comprise some or all of the missing dark matter that pervades the cosmos. There's a way of testing the idea against astrophysical signals called fast radio bursts. It may be too soon to focus on such an appealing possibility. Astrophysicists point out that it would require suspiciously good luck for black holes from the Big Bang to happen to merge at just the right time for us to detect them now. This is another example of the new logic that researchers will face during the dawn of gravitational wave astronomy. Scientists, Deming says, are at a really fun stage. It's the first time they're thinking in these terms. For more of this story, read Natalie Wolchover's full article, Colliding Black Holes Tell New Story of Stars, on our website. I'm Karen Chakurji. Thanks to the Kavli Institute of Theoretical Physics for the use of their audio. For news, interviews, graphics, and more, visit quantummagazine.org.